Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, lax rats alike, welcome back to another episode of The Crease Dive. Today is Thursday, August 24th, and we are heading into the final week of the 2023 PLL regular season. Summer's wrapping up all across America. You see kids going, doing a little back to school shopping. Uh, you know, you see, you know, maybe, maybe some, uh, some fall or some preseason football practices getting going, but we're all gearing up. For the PLL playoffs, they get going in just a couple weeks here, and we have just uh, four more games left to go in the regular season. I am Jordy from Barstool. With me, as always, we've got my good friend and yours, Dukes in the lab, wearing a fantastic hat. Uh, Dukes, how you feeling this week? Uh, we took a you know took a quick break off, uh, you know, some scheduling conflicts last week, but back in the lab here, heading into Salt Lake City. What's going on? I just lost my mind a little bit in the mountains. Uh, saw some concerts, saw some, uh, saw some mountains. It was a good time. It was nice to not think about lacrosse for a little bit. I feel like I haven't taken that much time off lacrosse since probably February. So it, it was good to kind of uh, reset before the playoffs. Um, I know the last week of the season, some things to play for here, but it, it was nice. I mean, I'm, I'm sad that we couldn't really hit the mics. I woke up unexpectedly hungover um, on the day we were supposed to record and you guys were gracious enough to be like, hey, let the kid have a day off. So thank you. Thank you for that. Um, but yeah, feel good. Excited to hop back into this thing. Hope you had a good week. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest too. Like, uh, so you were you were gone. You were in Colorado last weekend, and I'm 31 and washed up. So you know the uh, the 11:30 start time on last Friday. The, even the 10:30 start time last Saturday. A little too a little too late for little old Jordy over here. So I didn't get a chance to watch a ton of games live. Uh, you know, I watched some, some highlight packages, some, some YouTube clips, uh, but I know our boy Nestler. I mean, Nestler's just been dialed this summer intern Ness. Uh, b- believe he, he got it. I mean, he might just be watching just on the cursed cam. So I don't know how much actual lacrosse he's watching. He's just watching whatever cursed is in there. Uh, but do we have intern Ness in here to give us a quick run through of everything that went down in Seattle? <laughs> fellas, fellas, fellas. I'm going to keep it brief. Uh, I know you guys didn't catch a lot of the action. I did. Don't worry. So uh, we're going to start off with the Archers versus Whip Snakes. It, w- it was a little bit of a snooze fest. It was 10-2 at half Archers. The Snakes were never really in it. I'm a Snake supporter. They got a curse. They got Stagnita leading. Uh, it got up to 12-2, and, and they fell 16-11. So they made it a, a run at the end. Honorable score, but Whip Snakes get thrashed in that game. Uh, we're going to go to the Cannons Atlas. Adam Charlambidi, I wonder if I said that name right, has arrived. Hattrick, his first game of the season. Former Rucker Scarlet Knight. He was in college for like eight years. Everyone fucking loves that. Absolute warrior. Battled through so many injuries. He's back. This game was a little more back and forth. Cannons up early. Atlas take the lead. Forgot to say, before we started, twos are going to win you games. The, the Cannons score three two-pointers in the third quarter. They flip the fucking score. They take the lead. They never let it go. 14-13 final Cannons. It was close, but with Colin Curse walling up in those pipes, that's going to be a win for the Cannons. Uh, water Dogs versus the Chaos. The Water Dogs come out firing two-pointers in the first quarter. They go two two-pointers in the first and another goal on top. It's 5 nothing early. It's rare to see Blaze and the Chaos down 5-0. Um, but the Water Dogs held them off the rest of the game. I think we had them at 7-2 uh, at one point. And uh, I, I don't have the final in my notes. 
That just shows you I'm not looking at the stats right now. I'm going purely off of my notes. I'm a notes guy. No, I'm not. Just lied, but they are my notes. Going to keep going now. Uh, Water Dogs win that one. Chaos weren't in it. Uh, last one is Redwoods. Uh, Redwoods were up early. People thought the Chrome were kind of just going to roll over. They keep it interesting. Things got a little chippy. Everyone saw the video of Pinnell pulling the helmet off. He kind of got sunned a little bit after. You know, I don't know what was going on there. I feel like a couple punches could have been thrown. No punches thrown. Um, but then we go back into overtime again for the Redwoods. Back-to-back games. They go and win it. Uh, Pinnell with the feed. Bang from X. Uh, quick game over just like that. The Redwoods are dancing. They're hot. They're getting some E going into the playoffs. It would be a darn dong shame if we got the Redwoods, Cannons, and the fucking Whip Snakes all in the semifinals. You know, that would be a shame for Curse fans. We'd hate to see that. We're not rooting for that. Triple wink. That's the weekend, fellas. Thank you, Intern Nessler. Uh, by the way, do you have any picks for goalie of the year or teammate of the year? Uh that's that's a shame. <laughs> that's a shame that we can't uh, hear man, it. Poor guy. Like, the internet just cut right out there for a second. I, I can't, uh, he needs to get a new Wi-Fi before he gets back on here. Yeah, I mean, hopefully uh, he gets we'll, figured we'll, out by the end of the episode. We'll 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 see if we can put that uh put that in his payroll. Uh, yeah. I I will say like again, not didn't get a chance to watch a ton of lacrosse last week, but I feel like everything that happened is pretty much exactly the way that it should have, right? Like, uh, like the archers needed to go in there and take care of business in order to lock up that one seed. They did that because we know that we can count on the archers. We know that they're built, uh, to be a great team. They've, they've got studs all over the field. And on the flip side of that coin, the Atlas or the Chrome needed to take care of business last week and win in order, you know, Atlas could have solidified their spot uh, in the playoffs. The Chrome could have made it at least a little bit easier for them to potentially sneak their back door, their way into the playoffs this week. Uh, And both of those losers couldn't get shit done. Um, So Atlas and Chrome just piss poor, pathetic summer out of those two teams. Uh, Archers continue to roll. I did love the chippiness. Um, so I, I mean, seeing Pinnell getting getting a little dust up there. Also, uh, some some words were exchanged in the Chaos Water Dogs game between uh, Ian McKay, Kieran McArdle. So uh, like to see the intensity ramping up here as we get closer to the playoffs. Would love to see uh, some shit pop off in the playoffs. I'll, I'll tell you that much right now. I've been been dying for a good fight. Yeah, I'm actually going to call out every single PLL player and call them the pussies. Uh, I saw McKay call McArdle a pussy. I'm calling all of you pussies. Uh, give me a pussy, something enjoyable to watch on TV. Like I don't get into fights. I can't get into fights. I lose. I would lose a fight. I'd like to see these guys mix it up a little bit. Uh, yeah, I, I need to. I need to be able to blog a fight. Like there's, there's only so many goals, like sick highlights that I can blog about lacrosse before people right. in the comments are like, "This sport's so fucking lame." Like you're gay for watching it. Like. Like, give me a fuck. Like, dude, I, I've been blogging so many uh, Minto Cup fights and and like senior A box fights. This oh, summer. like you're dude, a loser. I, I, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I've just been doing that just to suck box Twitter box across. Yeah, Twitter's yeah you're dick. trying to get them on a hole in your side. Trying to get that on my, on my side. I'm like, hey, I'm not the guy who says that Lyle Thompson sucks over here. But How no, many like, fights has Lyle gone into then? none pussy oh. uh, but uh <laughs> but here here's the thing like but like those are like clips like i can blog and i know like people are gonna be like they're not gonna just shit on they're gonna like they're gonna be comments that are like yeah lacrosse sucks like not a real sport but then there are gonna be some people that are like yeah it was a good scrap so like i need the pll give me a good fight because i, I can't like listen i love 
I love the dude, the, like the Xander Dixon goal. And I know that uh, Nestler's in the back end here. So he's probably punching air right now because the Xander Dixon goal was against cursed. Um, but like the, the, the make it look like you're going to shoot low and then he finish high, like shit like that to me, I'm like, yo, like that was dirty. I can't blog that though. Right. Because the, the regular human being, the regular sports guy, like, isn't going to appreciate that. Anybody can appreciate a fight. I would love a yeah, big I mean- fight. A fight, a fight I, what is it like human human i think this is a big cat quote humans crave contact humans yeah. were built since the days of the gladiators to fight you have weapons of mass destruction in your in your sticks and your long poles whack the shit out of someone get into a fight get in get out get onto sports center like i love when people tell like or not like people in my mentions saying that like the pll sends me to all this shit and like i get paid for it, which by the way not a dime back. Haven't seen a dollar. Would love to see a dollar. But um, like, just like if I was going to be promoting anything for that, the, for the PLL to be like, yo, do this to get on sports center, do this to get on barstool, do this. So we can talk about get into a fucking fight. Like, it's just awesome. Like that Ocello fight, play it back for me 10 times out of 10. Like that was the well, one they still time. Do. They still do put that. Ocello but that, fight in a it, lot of clips. Like, and like, that's the thing. Like, it yeah. was like, it's, it's like, yeah, give us another one of those. Um, I, I so enjoyed, I, and I, I will say the Salama fight, the Salama versus Pinnell fight, I will say, I think that was going to turn into one if the helmet was still on. I got why it didn't come to blows. There's probably suspensions right before playoffs if Pinnell threw, uh, threw a fist, or even if Salama did with no helmet on, because like that's basically initiating when they can't do anything back to you, because you know if you lo- lose something. So I kind of got that one, but just in general, would, lo- would love to see... Uh, would love to see like maybe a Canadian, like even just rough and rowdy. Just go to rough and rowdy. Like do a Canadian versus American thing. I'd fucking love to see it. Ooh, all right, yeah. So some some good old fashioned xenophobia there. Just a couple guys. <laughs> um, but you know, I, I would I would again would love to see a fight because again, I, I I love the goals. I love the highlights. I know, but like, just give me something that like every sports fan is is gonna be like, all right, yeah, like that that was bloggable. Um, hockey, so, hockey for me, hockey for me. I don't really, like. I got it. I'll watch hockey because of the fights. Yeah, I mean, dude, like think about how many people watch NASCAR just for the crashes. You know, so right. Uh, it's like it's like for hockey. My two favorite things are mic'd up moments and fights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, all right, well, it, it's good though because there, it seemed like things were getting chippy. It seems like things are trending that way. We'll see if that continues on uh as we go into salt lake city this weekend uh there's not a ton on the line here for some of these guys right like the archers they already have their spot locked up uh some of these teams you know the cannons like they're there's gonna be one of the top three seeds uh you know either two or three like their spot in the championship series is already locked up uh cannons will probably end up playing well this weekend just because of how much the state of Utah means to the Holman family. So like, you'll probably get a little bit of juice out of them, but like archers don't have any reason to actually like show up and play lacrosse this week. Like there's, there's not, unless like you, you want to see how you stack up against the water dogs for a potential championship game. Like you kind of like use this as a championship preview, but like, why would you even risk like losing anybody in that game. So like archers don't have anything to really play for. Uh, cannons don't have a ton to play for, despite the fact that like the Holmans are uh, Utah lacrosse water dogs, kind of the same thing. And then like, you, then you get down to like the Chrome and it's like, yeah, like you guys can kind of like Chrome and Atlas. They're going to build up this weekend. Like there's an actual like possibility that that last, that seventh and final playoff spot is 
potentially in the air. And I theoretically, sure, I guess, like, it, like mathematically, it's not completely sealed up yet. But unless the Atlas lose and the Chrome win by 18, which I mean, what's been the biggest blowout in PLL history? I do think I do. Th- there is a. Uh, I think it's got to be the Redwoods 2019 when they lost like by like a bajillion in yeah. the second to last week. Yeah. Um, well, so here's the the Chrome. The the Chrome like if they're gonna win by 18, they're gonna need guys on the team that can score the ball, and they just got rid of one of those guys. Uh, so deadline trade deadline came and gone, and uh, Jackson Morrill. On the move, Dukes. I know that you're uh, pretty fired up about this trade, so let's talk about Jackson Morrill. I am a little fired up about this trade. Uh, got the news right after I landed, and I was a little perplexed as to like, well, first off, it it kind of seemed to me that you'd want to keep your ex attackman if you're going to get someone like Brendan O'Neill. So now it opens up the debate, like. Are you, are you going to get an X attack in the second round next year? Are you looking at Schellenberger? Is Sudo out? Is Sudo doing more uh, a solid? Does, is Morrill's contract kind of up? So they're just like, let's get rid of him. Um, could have been a combination of things. Uh, would re- really need to spend some more time looking into the, uh, to the to the details of the contracts and all that. But yeah, I think it's one of those trades where I saw someone on like Instagram fucking probably like a sixth grade piece of shit that was like, Oh, the, the whip snakes don't need another attackman. Well, buddy, Morrill barely didn't even play attack last year. He came out of the box for the Chrome. He was a great player. He could cause mismatches. He could do what Gutty kind of did to a degree, uh, coming out of the box for the whip snakes. Um, so look, I, I, I like the trade personally. Um, I think that the whip snakes offense gets a, a little extra juice. I don't believe that just because they dropped this game that they still aren't title contenders. I still think they could very well win the the title. It, it, When's Burnler going to be back? I mean, Krebs played awesome two weeks ago. Didn't have his best showing this weekend. Um, but I seriously think that just if, if they if they get their keeper back, their leader back there, uh, the, the, the Whips can be a very, very scary team. So I'm not counting them out yet. I don't think that it's it's fair in the history of the PLL to really count out the Whips um, when the when the chips are down. So, yeah, I think that Mora was a, was, a was a good acquisition by Jim Stagnita. Mm, good word there. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I real quick uh, shout out to a uh, friend of the program, Dan Arestia. He uh, he hit me up with this the other week, and I, I forgot to uh, pull this up as we started talking. But uh, his uh, sticksinlacrosse.com, he does have pretty much everybody, like as far as like as as, as much as you can know, their. Um, their contract information up on his website for each roster. Uh, so Jackson Morrill that, that puts him through uh, his deal runs through the end of this summer. So he makes sense. Yeah. So he's on a expiring deal. Um, still don't really know like what, like the longest deal guy. I, 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 I think like it's like three years, two or three yeah, years. Yeah. So, um, so, so he signed last year and then it ran through this year. So he, he will be a free agent this summer. So yeah, I mean, maybe Chrome weren't going to keep him around anyway. Uh, and then they trade him off to, I mean, it's, it's a fire sale for the Chrome. They, they get rid of Malloy. They get rid of Jackson Morrill. Uh, they get a second round pick and a third round pick in next year's draft in exchange for Jackson Morrill. And then there'll also be, swapping a third round pick in that one uh so yeah i mean may- maybe a guy who you're not going to keep around it's like you guys know that your season's fucked you might as well just get a-, a second round pick out of it 
and just build up your team from from the bottom up. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's like no way that Sudo is going to be back. So at least good on him for trying to build up some picks for whoever the new guy is going to be. See, that's I, I, I'm so happy you brought up that point because that's exactly what I was going to say. I don't know. Do you think it was that? Do you think he was one of those? Well, I'm going to be like, people are like, well, look, you got all these picks back, blah, 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 blah. I think he was just like, look, I like Jackson Morrow. I'm going to like do him a solid, put him on a playoff contending team, get something back in return if I do stay. Um, I don't think this was really like a savvy GM move. I think it was just like, look, I like the kid. He's done nothing but good for us. Let me do him a solid, put him on a contending team, make a playoff push, try to earn some big money going into uh, like free agency. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, th- I think that there's definitely a little bit of both there. One, it's like a hey, like let's, because you're gonna have to gut that team and, and start from scratch. Like that, right. that team is so, so, so bad. Um, so bad. Wait, wait, so bad. Just truly awful. So I mean, you need from really every position, you need to get better there. Um, so. Yeah, so I, I think yeah, you build up picks, and then again, I think yeah, hey, Jackson Morrill, like you've been you've been great for us this summer. Appreciate you sticking through such a, a shitty situation. Go off and try to help out the whips. I mean, dude, the the whip snakes are are loading up right now. You know, if they can get, they can kind of get healthy at the right time. They can bring back Burnlore. All the Krebs Krebs look pretty solid, but you bring back Burnlore, kind of a, a leader back there. Um, get everybody healthy. And then you also load up by bringing in a, a guy like Jackson Morrill, who's been uh, playing great this summer. I, I think the whip snakes are loading themselves up for a nice little run here in the playoffs. Yeah. And that's the, uh, I guess the main thing going to this weekend is I think that we agree and we disagree to some extent about what there's to play for in the sense that you do have to beat everybody. But I think there is another sense of who do you, who do you want to, what is the route you'd rather take? Um, so like if you're, if you're a two seed and you got matched up with, or like, I think you can kind of, I think the Atlas probably have it locked up for the seven. But yeah, any, anyways, At- At- Atlas, Atlas, well, or Chrome, if they backdoor and win by 18 here, uh, Atlas <laughs> would be locked in for the seven. Uh, yeah. Then you, then you get into that middle ground where it's, you know, water dogs would play chaos, redwoods, whip snakes with the four or five. So, um, it's just who would you rather play? So I think that it's, it's seeding might matter to that degree, but at the same time, you do have to beat everybody. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see how it shakes out. Like I, if I'm the Water Dogs, I probably would like to see the Redwoods lose this weekend. Uh, yeah, I I, I I think out of that entire that that group of teams, the those four that are in the middle there from, uh, so I guess three, four, five, six. Like I I, I think. Redwoods, I I would call my weakest. Yeah, no, I I would go there too. Um, just especially like okay, and just a call back to a couple weeks ago because like the last time we talked. Speaking of Redwoods, Atlas, all the shit. Are we gonna have a hashtag? Dukes was right. I don't know if I if I was loud enough with it, but the I would say I was right in the sense that people were way too early to call that trade a win for the for the woods. Yeah, I mean, my we we got a little vintage miles, last, right? And last it's week. not like it he's just, been like great, but he's been like it's not like he's been like all star levels again. But he no, has but it's it's, it's but it's also one of those moments where you're like, oh fuck, like this guy's like bigger and stronger <laughs> than like pretty much everybody out here, and he can just like put his shoulder down, run through guys, and then made sick little play to. Uh, right. 
what do you I think he ended up did with a hockey assist on that one or did he get the assist? Yeah, he had like a hockey assist. Yeah. Uh, no, he had an assist to like it was like a hockey like tap in. Yeah. But yeah, I mean he he's just looked like a physical dominant specimen with something to prove. So I, I would just like to call out all those sixth graders on Instagram. Fuck you. So, something about the Atlas colors also make them look bigger too. I like I think it's the fact that the Atlas colors are like like they're they're like softer colors, right? It's it's like a like a pastel blue. So like I don't know. Like the, the green just kind of like camouflages his side a uh, size a little too much. Like the I not agree more. It, it's also when you're standing next to Serge Perkovic and he's standing next to those monsters of that midfield in the Redwoods. You just yeah. don't look as big. Yeah, so you I, just don't notice he looks it. So much bigger. I yeah. completely agree with that take. Yeah, yeah. Hard, hard, hard to explain what it is, but I know what my eyes are seeing, and he he looks fucking <laughs> massive in that. Yeah, what you're seeing is a six six dude. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Well, yeah. So I, I mean, clearly the. The whip snakes are gonna win the Jackson Moral trade. So I guess I guess Slack's Twitter can can claim that one. Uh but yeah, every everyone who was a little too early to claim that the uh that the Redwoods just fleeced the Atlas in the Romar for Miles trade. Not Might so fast, little, my friend. Yeah, not so fast, my friend. Uh I'll tell you what, before we get to our weekend preview uh in Utah. It was announced the the finalists for the awards were announced mm. today. Uh, so you know we've got MVP, Rookie of the Year, Coach of the Year, the Humanitarian Award, uh, Leadership, Teammate. Uh, I mean, uh, all, all the way through. And I'll tell you what, the one thing, the one theme that I'm noticing, other than the human Humanitarian Award, which might have a lot to say about the guys on this team, but I'm pretty sure the Archers have a finalist in every single category i'm gonna um, pull up i'm gonna pull this up just for the people that are subscribed to our youtube if you're not subscribed to our youtube right now get your ass over to the world wide web click www.youtube.com go to the crease die podcast click that subscribe button smash it even and do us a solid try to get these numbers up so we can do more in the lacrosse world if you like this content like this video subscribe but yeah if you're on the youtube here you go um i can pull this up different awards i mean do you want to go one by one or want me to scroll on uh yeah i mean so yeah let's let's just go one by one obviously like it, so the way that it was announced like we're probably going to go backwards from that so we're we are going to start with the biggest one which is mvp um i mean i i feel like it, it's got to go like gotta do either ash or marcus right okay like because yeah. here's the thing like you know I don't know. Is it, uh, it's kind of like the same thing. It's like, all right, like you're not going to give LeBron James the MVP every single year. Right. So it's like, like blaze and Trevor are like, are always going to be like the two best at their position. Like, can we like constantly keep giving them MVP? Maybe like, I don't like at some point you get like fatigued from it. Um, Tom Schreiber, unbelievable player, like would be my midfielder of the year. But I think that that, archer's team is like kind of the same thing people got into this conversation last last year uh in the nfl with jalen hurts where they're like well is is jalen hurts the mvp of the league or is the team around him just so good that it makes him mvp caliber so like is tom schreiber the mvp of the of the league when they also have like eight different guys on the field who like are also just supremely nasty I don't know. So uh, I, I feel like it's got to be one of the cannons boys and I'd probably give it to Asher. I think, um, you know, I think that Marcus Holman has had, a, has a great year, but I think like Asher sets the tone for that team. 
like just a big boy throws the body around extra gritty. Um, I'm, I'm sure that Marcus has been like an unbelievable leader in that locker, but I feel like, I feel like that team goes where Asher goes. Um, so I, he, he'd probably be my vote as of now. So, yeah, I'm going to take a different angle on this. I'm going to go, I think it's either Asher or I think it's Tom Schreiber. Cause so I agree with you on the Asher front for the cannons. I think that Marcus has been an unbelievable player leader. Um, probably even hate saying this word. It's like cringe coming out of my mouth, but like role model for like the younger people uh, in the locker room. But I think that Asher, the way that he was able to take that Lyle Thompson role from X and people are probably, probably going to get shit on for this now, but like thrive and have an MVP caliber season. Um, I don't think a lot of people expected that um, to, for him. It's, to almost, it's almost like he's better without Lyle Thompson. It, 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 look, you said it, not me. Um, but yeah, I just, I just think that the way that he's been able to do, develop and produce in his second year in the league while losing also probably his best weapon at attack last year. Uh, I, I don't see how you can not give it to him, but then you look at what Tom Sharp is doing. And while I agree with you in a sense, like, yeah, the archers are kind of just always this good. Sharper's always just kind of been there. I think we're just getting too dull uh, or we're getting so used to what he can produce from the midfield position. He puts up attack numbers at the midfield position. It's like, I, I would, I, I'm going to look it up right now, but I guarantee he's like top five at points. And like, and he's a midfielder. So just bear with me. Yeah, it's it's just like it's it's weird when you get to that vet like when you talk about value, like it's it's like is Tom Schreiber better than pretty much everybody else in the world? Sure, but if you take his value away from the archers, like where are they? without him and they're probably still top two in the league. Like if you take Asher yeah, away. I with that. Can, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I hear what you're saying with the value thing, but yeah, I totally disagree. I think that I, I don't know where the archers are without him. I think he's in that, like in that system, I think he draws so much attention up top. I think he's the perfect quarterback from up top. Um, Again, like yeah. I, and I, I don't, I don't mean that as disrespect for Tom. Well, I'm, I'm, I oh, mean it sounds that like as, it. Let's get this on Twitter right now. <laughs> no, fuck you. No. I'm, I that like that's just ultimate respect for the entire Archers roster. Um, yeah, but I, 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 I hear you, but I, I this is gonna sound so ridiculous. I have to just full screen this, but if you take Asher away from the cannons, can you just add a while there? <laughs> <laughs> Could you All just right. add that? And that's just... the podcast. <laughs> All right. Yeah, but uh, we're kind of on the same page. But yeah, I think Ash, thank you. Thanks. All right. Uh, um, let's, let's let's see. What else do we have? So here? we got MVP. You're going Asher. I'll go Tom. I'll probably change it at some point here. All rookie right. Of uh, rookie of the year. Uh, I mean, to, to think that program killer Tucker Dordovic up for rookie of the year, I mean, Dukes got got to hurt for you. Um, I think you're forgetting something. You're forgetting something. So, do you not remember the take when I started the program killer? I said he kills programs, but if I have the number one pick, I take him. I mean, that what, a, what? Just that? That's like that's yes. straight. That's straight from the school of Stephen A. Smith. Just getting yeah. able to play both sides of the argument. That way, you're never wrong. I think I think it's totally different. It's like saying that like oh this guy uh, this guy sucks ass, but I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up being no good. no 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 no. That's like saying like Jalen Daniels. Like you're saying like a college quarterback doesn't translate to the NFL. I'm saying that he, he like 
he translates very well to the pro game. Okay. So yeah. Okay. So yeah, he had a, he had a pro game that he just couldn't that didn't translate to him in college. No, right. no, no. Just because you kill college locker rooms does not mean you can't play with the pros. Fair enough. Um, I, I my, my I know with the way that the face off is going. We'll we'll say, but like my my pick here has to be sis um you know when when you look back at what has killed the archers in the past it was goaltending and the fact that they couldn't win a single goddamn face-off uh you bring the missile burger into the mix and now all of a sudden the archers are just the most loaded team ever so uh my 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 pick there is going to be sis um all those guys though having a great year, and I might even have Ethan Rawl as uh, uh, another award winner for me coming up later. I'm gonna go. I think that it will be Tucker that wins the award, and rightfully so. But I'm gonna go a little off the uh, off the beaten road or whatever, and I'm gonna say Will Bowen. I've been really impressed with how he's been able to just cause havoc with that chaos defense. I think he fits that style very well. Um, some might say, "How did he drop? How did he?" Jack, from the words of Jack Rowlett. What was he, the third, fourth defender off the board? How? How? And Ethan Rawl und- undrafted. So, um, yeah, I- I'll say I think Tucker's going to win, but I'm going to give Will Bellin a bone. Um, next. I, do we even have to? Th- it's Brian Holman. Holman. I mean, everyone else is running, running for second place. Humanitarian award. So, again, re- really funny here. Archers have a, you know, just – They've got a finalist in every other category besides the humanitarian. So you you have, to, you, you have to imagine that they just have a bunch of pieces of shit on that team. Yeah. Um, I, 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 don't, I don't know. But you could make the argument that the Archers, the Atlas have such a good locker room. And it's actually crazy. Romar is, was also on the Atlas. So like basically all three. An Atlas yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, get yeah, give it to all three of them. Great dudes, all around. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna give mine to Romar. Uh, quick story in Louisville, I spilled a beer on him and he didn't kick my ass. So, in my eyes, he he's he saved a, he saved a human. So, what a saint! Yeah, all right, the leadership award. Uh, again, these these ones don't matter, we can just move past these. I, I'm gonna go Blaze, I think he's really nice. Teammate of the year award. I'm always going to give that to Austin Cout. Just uh, unbelievable hype, man. Always, always there to to gas up the boys. And uh, you, you guys, you guys heard from him firsthand. You saw firsthand on this here podcast. Uh, dude, just out there taking shots to the fucking straight to the middle of the sternum for the fellas. Um, so yeah, I'm going Austin Cout too, uh, purely from the backup goalie standpoint. Um, also, I don't know if you can give it to Cole Kirst for teammate of the year because I've heard nothing but terrible things about the Kirst family. Nestler actually ranked the nicest Kirsts before the episode, and he put Cole fourth. So it makes you wonder how someone should be up for teammate of the year if they're not even the best brother. So here's here's where things get interesting. I agree. Goalie of the year. I mean, so like this is it should be the Blaze Reardon Award, right? Yes. And, and, and at some point it probably will be, um, tell you what, I'm, I might, I'm, I'm not a numbers guy. I hate looking at stats like, like to just go off my brain, but I might just need to see where we're at with these guys, because I think as far as a 
Sixty. Who leads the league in in save percentage? Dylan Ward. Dylan who's Ward. Who's not up? Who's not up for goalie of the year? Dylan Ward. Dylan Do, Ward. Does is, the is, does the PLL hate babies? Because did, did they? Is he not up as a finalist because he was on paternity leave the past couple weeks? You'd you'd have to think so. Do they hate fathers? Blaze, ha- Brett Dobson, Colin Curse. None of them are dads. Right. You're not, you're totally right. But you you don't technically know that. But yeah. Um. You don't have what, what is that saying for Father's Day? Uh, you don't need a father to be a daddy. So, I mean, I bet you some of these goalies are like some players' daddies. I'd have to look at the numbers, but um, I'm gonna go. I think it's like one of those things where Blaze is just we're so accustomed to him being dirty, and he's the best goalie out of all three of them. But there's he, he has to almost save like seventy percent of this. Like he has to outdo himself every year. So I'm okay, almost it's, gonna it's, go it's, the, it's the fatigue. It's the fatigue factor where it's right. like, all right, like how often is this? Can like we say that he's the best goalie, and, and like it could just be the rest of his career. But right. um, yeah, I'll tell you what. I, I think I'm still. I still go with Blaze. I'm Fuck still. Go, I'm still gonna go Blaze. But I. Th- I think. Uh, you know, obviously, Kyle, like, do you think about. You know, cannons were looking a little rough there in the beginning of the year when uh, when Gettleman and Colin Curse were kind of splitting. Once you go to Colin Curse full time, uh, things really started to turn around there. And I think it like a lot of that has to do with like the fact that I, like, hey, like we're, we're comfortable with our guy uh, between the pipe and like just that extra little confidence boost of knowing, all right, like we have our guy between the pipes. Like if we you know, like on offense, it's like, Hey, like we can piss the ball away this possession. Cause we know like our guy's going to stop it on the way back. So uh, might not be Colin curse's year for goalie of the year this year, but I think he's, he's kind of proven this summer that he's going to be a guy who's up for this award quite frequently. Uh, same thing with Brett Dobson. I mean, the, I agree. Yeah. Not, not, not enough that we can say about uh, how much he's turned around this archers team as a, as a, like they, they've been, it, archers have been a joke for a while now in the league. Um, and Brett Dobson has been there to really, really lock them in as a certified wagon. But until blaze proves that he's not the best goalie in the league, like, I feel like I have to give it to blaze. Nestler just texted me and he ranked them. He said, blaze Dobson, Colin Kirst. So, uh, we have that. And also, I was I th- say I, no, he, he texted me. He texted me. He said, Blaze Dobson, Krebs should be up for the award. And then, <laughs> curse of the work, curse of the week winner, Brendan Krebs. <laughs> and then, and then he put Dylan Ward, obviously. And then he put Colin Kirst. I just want to say that I think Colin Kirst might not be the most talented goalie, but his fundamentals and the way that he can clear the ball, his positioning, his instincts, um, the, the, I, I think he's in that regard, maybe the best in the world. Like he's probably like a, a goalie coach's wet dream. So that's yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know enough about goaltending to to say if you're right or wrong. I I love the confidence of what you're saying, so I'm gonna believe you. Um, for me, goaltending is just stop the fucking ball. Yeah, I, and that's what Blaze does the best. So that's why he's yep. winning the award. Yeah. So the face-off athlete of the year, probably the last year that they're ever going to give up this uh, this award. So whoever wins this one, pretty historic. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know what? If if I'm giving Sis Rookie of the Year, like I, I feel like I'm gonna then give give this one to Trevor. Kind of the same thing as as Blaze with Goalie of the Year. It's like until until Trevor proves that he's not, it's it, it's his it's his award to lose, and he hasn't given it up yet. Yeah, I'm gonna go Trevor 
And I think that Jerry Raganese should be up for the award purely based off his cooking videos that have been fucking flames on the timeline. Shout out, Jerry, friend of the program. Jerry's uh, making sauce as we record right now. Some some sauce. Hot with, sauce uh, or some sauce? Uh, tomato sauce with, with I think, uh, Grandma Raganese. LSM of the year. The Michael See, Earhart award. So, yeah, but so again, I... I'm not a, I'm not a student of the defensive side of the ball, right? Like I'm not a guy who's like when when the ball's down on that like I'm I'm watching the offense. I'm not ever really watching what the defense is doing. I'm always watching what the offense is doing. If there's one guy out there who I think stands out and I'm like, wow, like that guy's like making something happen quite free. Like, listen, Earhart, I'm I'm sure that what he brings to the table as an out, like he makes a lot of stuff happen. And I'm sure that like he's the best at what he does. But out of these guys, just in my brain, like Ethan Raw is the one who who stands out to me. Yeah, I'm going Earhart again. Uh just what he can do on the defensive and offensive side of the ball. Um, on the wings, everything, the complete LSM position. It, it's got to be Earhart. I don't think anyone really comes close in this regard. I think Ethan Rawl was like, had, had a great rookie year. I just don't think he could – I don't believe that he did he, – he had an impact at the faceoff X for sure, but the way that, the way that Earhart's like an offensive threat as well makes it, makes it push me, pushes me over the edge for him. Yeah, so, plus uh, he's just so handsome. Yeah, he's the man. So uh, short stick, D mid of the year. I'm just gonna go Bubba, just because of the the, the meat. Like feel like feel like that'll get Laxwater really going. Yeah, I think that Bubba's been so good this year, um, and it's one of those things where I think that exactly what you're saying. Like short stick, D mid. He's like I'm kind of like oh, all of them are athletic. Latrell's really good. Like I, I could maybe give this award to six people. I kind of was like, wow, Bubba really came on this year. Like I think he's earned that spot in. The, was, was that trade last year with the Atlas and what they got in return for the cannons? Like, I think it's kind of evened itself out in that regard. Like, I think Bubba has been shown that he's a fantastic bro. And then it got validated when they played that video of him just fucking up everybody on the Atlas midfield. Yeah, I feel like the the best short six D mid in the world that like wouldn't even want to win the award. Like Danny they're, Logan. They're, they're, Danny Logan's probably the best in the world. In like, 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 like they're too gritty. And they don't really like give a shit enough to to want to win an award. Yeah, I think I think it's Danny Logan, and he's not even nominated. So, uh, goes to show. And then, is there any more? Uh, uh, there's there's yeah, probably a few more. Yeah. yeah. So, D- defender of the year. Um, I I, I want to say Rowlett, but like, if if this award was to like, if this was called like the Boogeyman Award, like the scariest human in the game award, then I go to to Graham Hasek. Um. But defender of the year, I'll, I'll give it to Jack Rowlett. I think. Uh, I mean, do, do you, you see the the battle the battle that he had with uh, with Zed Williams was. I mean, and, and I know that Zed got the better of him a couple times, um, but anyone who's able to to do what he was able to do with Zed uh, is top class. So I'm I'm going with Jack Rowlett for this one. Yeah, I'm going uh, Keelty. I think that he's just in in the regard that he's been so damn underrated, and people need to start putting respect on his name for one of the best defenders in the PLL. I mean, I think this is the he's finally getting his shine on a good team. Um, not even his shine; he's just like a quiet stick. He puts his head to the ground, doesn't get like in the PLL cameras, won't get the shine that he probably deserves. But 
he's the best defender in my league right now and in the league right now for uh, my two cents. All right, moving on, we've got uh, all right, midfielder of the year. Do and this one, this this one is is just throw throw the names in a hat, pick one out, and and I'm fine with either of uh, any of them. Yeah, I think Schreiber Um, will probably get it this year, though. Yeah, if if Schreiber doesn't get MVP, then I think he gets midfielder of the year. But uh, Zach Harry and Dane Smith are are both just insane. So, uh, attackman of the year, MVP of the year. I mean. We really need to talk about this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think it goes to Asher. Um, I, I think all these other guys have had obviously unbelievable seasons. Ryder started off so hot. Uh, Connor Fields, nice little, I'd, I'd call it a, a, a renaissance year for Connor Fields. Um, for sure. And and then obviously Marcus just still Marcus does, but going to give it to, to Asher. And, and that wraps up the, uh, the awards. So uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, listen, I'm probably going to change my mind like four or five times. So uh, you, you can, you can make a case for any of these guys to win any of those awards. So if you're someone right now that's listening and you're like, oh, how could you not pick this guy for, for that? Or like, guess what? Like there's a good chance that if I listen to this podcast back, don't really listen to many of them back, but if I listen to it back and I'm listening to us talk, chances are I'm probably having that same conversation with myself right now. It's like, you fucking idiot. You should have picked the other. So um, I'll flip flop plenty on that, but, uh, all right. So any more thoughts on the awards? Anyone you think maybe got snubbed, uh, besides maybe Danny Logan for short stick of the year, uh, father Dylan Ward for, for goalie of the year. Yeah. Mac O'Keefe got snubbed, um, for, uh, attackman of the year. And I, and I think Chris Gray to an extent might've just gotten snubbed as a nominee. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's hard to be an attackman of the year when your team is, is so bad, but yeah, it's, I think Chris Gray, it's crazy to say I think Chris Gray had like a breakout year in a sense and his team sucks. I mean, Mike Pressler. Mike Pressler owes Chris Gray an attackman of the year award. Potentially an MVP too. Might Some, just be. So, yeah. All right. Well, all right. Well, let's uh let, let's wrap this up real quick. Uh we, we've got four more games left in the 2023 regular season, it gets going Friday night. We've got Friday night at 8 PM, 10 30 PM, and then Saturday night at 7 PM and 9 30 PM last game. Obviously we're playing for some seedings uh, and then we're playing for that seventh and final playoff spot, even though for all intents and purposes, it is locked up for the Atlas uh, archers and water dogs get things going at 8 p.m. This is on ESPN plus. Like I said, archers they really have nothing to play for here. Uh, they've they've got the one seat locked up. Uh, better off to just stay healthy, go into the bye week, and just make sure that you guys are ready to go for the semifinal. So, do you see them putting up any sort of a fight here, or do you see this as a hey, let's just roll the ball out and hope that no one gets hurt? Uh, I'm gonna go the water dogs in this one. Um, I'll probably take the plus one and a half and the money line uh, just to be safe for a double winner. Um, yeah. I think that the archers don't really have much to play for. I think they might just roll the ball out a little bit. Uh, maybe try to get some, you know, all in, maybe some uh, D Simone's kind of try to keep them on that roster um, that might not get some play burn. Uh, so they don't, they don't lose them. So uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take the, the, the dogs in this one. I think that they have a little bit more to fight for. And I think they actually might are just better. Yep. 
Um, all right, so 10.30 p.m. This one is on ESPN2, the uh, lone televised broadcast. Uh, we've got Atlas taking on the Redwoods. Uh, so Atlas, Redwoods, listen, I, I think there's there's got to be a way here where we uh, – like I, I, I don't want to say that anything's – let me preface this by saying that nothing is, is rigged. I promise you that nothing's rigged, but I think what's best for the league would be for the Atlas to lose. And then that way they can kind of drum up Hey, like anything can happen. Like the Chrome can win that last game of the weekend. And if the Atlas lose and the Chrome win by fucking 20 goddamn goals, like that spot's still open. They, or, you know, they at least want to maybe see if they can milk mm-hmm. that, that last spot being open. Um, but it is a, a nationally televised broadcast, so it would be good to see that seventh and final uh, playoff spot locked up there. So I'm just thinking about storylines here and thinking about what's better, if if Atlas locking that up is better or if leaving that that door, that back door open for the Chrome is better. Um, all I do know in this game, would love to see it go to overtime and then just give us a brave heart between Romar and Miles. Yeah, that would be great. Uh, I'm actually going to go with, the, the Atlas in this one. I think they're just going to lock it up. Uh, I mean, how, how many times can they just piss down their legs, right? Like at some point, these guys have to fucking figure it out. They got to go out there, get the job done. They right. refuse to do it for most of the summer. They have a chance where they can finally be like, all right, let's put our foot down. We've got a fucking nasty offense. I know that we, we haven't had a great goaltending or, or defense so far this this summer, but like, let's put our foot down, take care of business, lock this shit up, and then give us some sort of momentum heading into the playoffs. Like, you can't, you can't go into the playoffs at, at two and eight and expect to do anything. So, um, yeah, I, I agree with you there. Atlas have so uh, unless much- you're the chaos. Well, yeah, all right, that's a good point, valid point. But Atlas, like, out of everybody here. This weekend, like the Atlas have the most to play for, right? Because the Chrome are already done. The Atlas, yeah, you don't want to lock up, be the last team to make the playoffs, and you still lost that last weekend. So Atlas are the only team that really have anything to play for this week. Um, And if they can't get it done against the Redwoods, then honestly, they, they should just miss the playoffs as well. Let's just go with six teams. I agree. Um and I was trying, I kind of was looking at player props a little bit. I kind of like to take, there's not that much juice on it. I'm going to take a further look and put more on my Twitter, but I do like Rob Pinnell over three and a half points um, in that game. Spicy Rob. Uh, all right. Saturday, 7 PM. We've got cannons taking on the whip snakes. Like I mentioned, uh, I mean, playing in Utah, Holman family, it's got to mean a lot to them, uh, you know, especially with Brian Holman having his first season in the PLL and, and coaching, uh, you know, he coached with Marcus and now he's coaching Marcus here. So not that the Cannons have like a ton to really play for here. Like they're going to be a two or three seed regardless. Um, but I, I do think that they're going to have a decent amount of juice going into this game, uh, playing in front of a bunch of people who probably watched them while they were coaching at Utah and also the whip snakes, like the only thing that they really have to play for here, you know, I, there is seeding, but they're right now they're on the outside looking in as far as the championship series goes. Now I know conventional wisdom will lead you to believe that. Yeah. Maybe some of these teams are playing for a spot. 
in the championship series. But if you remember back to last winter, Jim Stagnita fucking hates sixes. Guy wanted to blow his brains out at that tournament. They were so bad. He hated every bit of it. It's his, it's his least favorite thing in the world. So if there's a chance that the whip snakes can finish fifth or sixth, and he doesn't have to go through that shit again. Um, I think that he's, he's going to sign up for that seven days a week. So uh, whip snakes losing the game, but winning in Jim Stagnita's mind that he doesn't have to go to the championship series again. Yeah, I, I like that thought process. I'm going to take the cannons as, as well in that one. Um, I want to take the whip snakes. I'm probably in between this one a little bit. Check out my Twitter for official pick. Uh, I'm going to see what the, what the if we go back to it. Give us the fucking rosters earlier. Um, but yeah, it depends on the roster and shake out. But right now I'm going to take the cannons. Yep. And then uh, Chaos Chrome wraps up the uh wraps up the regular season and this one is I, I'm, I'm gonna go two ways on this one and, and this one all depends on how the atlas game shakes out uh so you know if, if the atlas win against redwoods on friday night and they lock up that seventh and final spot then you know chaos will go in here beat up the chrome a little bit uh, they'll win by like five or six before they can you know really start to shut it down but I want your thoughts on this here, Dukes. Let's say Atlas lose. So they lose to Redwoods on Friday. All of a sudden, the opportunity for the Chrome to backdoor their way in, albeit incredibly unlikely, there is still a chance. One in a million. So you're saying that there's a chance. If I'm the chaos and I'm, I'm looking at the way that this is shaking out, I know that the Chrome are dog shit. Like I, I know that the Chrome are so fucking bad. And part of me is probably still a little bit nervous about what the Atlas can do come playoff time. So if you're, if you're the chaos, do you throw this game and you're like, Hey, like, let's get, let's get the Atlas out of here. Let's let, let's let Chrome just load up the score sheet, beat us by 19. And now boom, Chrome backdoor their way in. It's three things that would have to happen. One blaze, I don't think it's physically possible for Blaze to let in more than 15 goals on his worst day. Like, even if he's trying to let in goals. Even if he's trying to let goals in, yeah, he's still going to get hit by a bunch. Does anybody in that locker room give you the idea that they throw a game? Like, I I love the chaos makeup of the team and the players. They're such hardos, or, like, at least they come off that way on social media and, you know, their, their style of play that, like, I just don't think any of them be like, oh, we want... We want to play. We like we we're, we're we're scared of a team, or they don't want to face a team. So I'm actually going to go with. I don't mind the thought process for any other team but the chaos. What if it was? Uh, all right. So let's say. What if it was closer though? Like not so. If the Chrome didn't have to overcome a 17 goal score differential, if it was a two deficit, goal, if it was a two goal, if it was a two goal goal differential, your boy Austin Cow would be in there. All right, yeah. So the the thought process is just that the Chrome are so fucking bad that they have to overcome that seventeen goal deficit. So, yeah. Um, yeah so e- either way, yeah, I, I think I think if Atlas, here's the thing: if Atlas win against Redwoods, Chrome have absolutely nothing going on for them, and everyone just kind of goes into that game. Hey, let's stay healthy. Chaos come out on top. If they do lose, you are gonna get. A, a good fight out of Chrome. Is it going to be enough to like beat the chaos? Probably not, but what's the number? Is, is it just a one and a half spread or is it two and a half? 
one and a half, but heavy juice. Um, I, I'm not even going to take, I don't even think I'm going to take a, a spread of this. I'm going to take the under 22 and a half. You know, last, last game of the Chrome season, you don't see them just shooting the, the shit out like any chance they get. If it looks like shit, it smells like shit. It's probably shit. And that's the same way you can look at the Chrome offense. But oh. on that note, I'll take a first goal scorer. Cross Ferrara plus 700. Love that. Coming from the big cross guy on the planet. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm just would love to see some fuckery afoot, but uh, I, I agree with you there. I don't see that actually happening. So chaos and chaos big. And well, my last thing that I forgot to say in the cannons game, I'm taking over two and a half two pointers. Bomb squad. Uh, what, what, what's the air like in, in Salt Lake City? Ah, Denver's pretty thin. Overs, 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 I think. Yeah, ball's going to be moving. I think under, though, in the one game, because I'm going to talk myself into the under now, is people like people are going to be so so gassed and they can't run a lot. I'm going to talk myself into that more. I should have workshopped that take more. Right, because we, we, we can't underestimate altitude. Right, and I just being there for a week, uh, I, I underestimated it. But here here's Nestler with Curse of the Week. Uh, Nestler? Fellas, um, Curse of the Week, thanks for turning my mic back on. I appreciate it. Um, so to get started, we're going to go honorable mention. Adam Adam Sherlambides uh, comes out, scores a hatch against season debut, gets a cursed Cursed of the Week honorable mention in his one game of the year. Hopefully he sticks around. This Cannons need everyone they got. They're making a big playoff push. Congratulations, Adam. Let's go Scarlet Knights. Bleed red, baby. Second Cursed of the Week honorable mention, Robbie Moskowitz. Just a small kid from Chatham, small town kid from Chatham. He, uh, he, he, he led 85 people safely on and off a boat in the Hudson River this weekend. Unbelievable guy. That's what he does. You know, he made sure everyone's safe, made sure everyone's organized. Curse of the week, Robbie Moskowitz. And last Wait, what, what happened with the boat? Oh, uh, nothing, not, nothing happened with the boat. Everything was fine, but he was in shut bang. Everyone's on it. Oh, so- okay. So he was just helping people get all, all right. <laughs> Correct. And we got third honorable mention of the week. Dylan Ward, 17 saves. 17 saves Dylan Ward marks the first time we haven't had a cursed honorable mention. Um, water dogs are hot. Big reason Dylan Ward back between the pipes. Some of that data. And this week's winner, first time ever, Michelle Cursed, the leader of the Curse Gang, Mrs. Cursed. Without Mrs. Cursed, none of this is possible. Uh, I want to give a special shout out to Mrs. Kurtz. If you're in the lacrosse world, you're from New Jersey, you know her. You definitely know her sons. Um, oh, Mrs. Kirst, and congrats on your first Cursed of the Week award. Uh, you beat you beat a lot of your sons to it, so you'll have that over their head. And that that's the Curse of the Week this week. And just to be clear, guys, uh, Salt Lake City, I'm pretty sure is in a valley. I don't think it's high altitude. I could be wrong. But it's definitely like kind of low. Um, but yeah, Denver, Denver, Utah, the same thing. Colorado, Utah, the same thing. We we should we we should have cut his mic before that. No, no, yeah. The no, disrespect, the disrespect towards the cursed brothers by giving their mother the award. Are you trying no. to insinuate anything? What do you? I just I just want to have a conversation about it. 
we're not we're not geography guys. Dukes is basically going on record saying he hates moms. That's ridiculous. That is I I love my mom. To take would, away I, this, to the disrespect take, towards my friend's mom is crazy. I would never say I love my friend's mom. I never said that. You're just taking <laughs> this moment away from Mrs. Curse. This is absurd. You're, just, you're putting words in my mouth once again. This is unfair. Well, now I take it out. <laughs> this is my new. This is my favorite bit with Nestor. Yeah, this is bullshit. <laughs> we'll just fucking end it. Fuck Ross Ferrer and fuck Salisbury, dude. While I have my fucking mic on. <laughs> well, shout out! It's a huge curse of the week for Lax Moms everywhere. Uh, yes. I, I mean, Lax Moms, you guys all put in uh, just just a big time performance all summer at the tournaments. You know, maybe you're a, you're a Lax Mom who's just moving your 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 little boy into college for the first time to play some college ball. You've got fall ball on the way. So shout out to all the lax moms out there. Shout out to Michelle cursed uh, is, is a tough showing for the cursed boys that they don't even uh, get an honorable mention this week. So uh, well, going to need a big bounce back from all of them this weekend. I'm uh, going to need a big bounce back from everybody to make sure that you're following us on social. We are at the crease dive on Twitter and Instagram. Again, uh, like Duke said earlier in the episode, make sure that you are, smashing that subscribe button on youtube let's get those numbers up as we head into the playoffs uh, and boys let's keep it low to high until the day we die we out